0: Kent's Classics! And welcome, listeners, to another of Kent's Classics. Uh, This week we have the wonderful, the vivacious, the brilliant, the inspiring Nancy Allen. You know her as Ann Lewis from Robocop, but I've loved her in the Philadelphia experiment and Brian De Palma's blowout. She was a real chore to get a hold of, but thanks to my good friend, Ava Rahano, major RoboCop fan, wonderful author and podcaster. We got a hold of Nancy and here is our conversation.
1: Sure, sure. Okay, so I'll uh, telescope this because I'm... It's a very long story. Yeah. But I grew up in New York uh, I was born in the Bronx and then raised in Westchester and uh, at a very early age I studied dancing because I was very shy and uh, in uh, high school I went to uh, performing arts high school which was the same school if you've ever seen that movie I was in that school as a dance major and uh, at the end of 10th grade it, it didn't quite work out. Uh, as a dancer, and I left that school and went to a professional children's school near Carnegie Hall, which was where most of my dance classes were, and it was at that time I met someone whose mother managed teenagers and uh, for commercials and theater and all of that, and I really didn't know uh, what she was talking about, but I did indeed meet her mother, who immediately started submitting me for... Uh, television commercials uh, advertising and um, and I just started working right away and after many years of that I um, also auditioned for different movies along the line and the first one was a movie called The Last Detail directed by Hal Ashby uh, starring Jack Nicholson and um, I met. Hal Ashby for that movie. I didn't read. I just met him. I don't know what that was about. I think they were just passing through New York. And um, a few, maybe a month or two later, I was contacted by my agents and told that they were interested in me for the movie and that they were sending me a script, which they did. And uh, they told me what the role is. And I read it. And I went, oh, my God, there's no way I can do this. And it was for the role. But ultimately, Carol Kane plays in the movie with the hooker. And at first scene, she's there naked. She's unzipping the man's fly. She's, you know, saying all of these things. And I just thought, oh, my God, my father will kill me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the other
1: thing, I ended up calling, uh, Hal, um, not Hal Ashley but Lynn Skull- Master, who was one of the biggest casting directors. So I said, Lynn, there's just no way I can talk. And be naked at the same time. That's just not going to happen. Right. <laughs> so, uh, very nicely, Hal Ashby offered me a smaller role in the Picture, which was opposite Jack Nicholson, and that sort of was the very first thing that I did. In
0: film. Wow! What a beginning!
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a yes, beginning! Indeed. Yes, indeed.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, you you went on from there to a, 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 a marvelous array of, of film and television. Uh, obviously, we can't talk about them all, we don't have the time, but just just picking through it, I mean, like you said, Hal Ashby, great start with the directors there. You've had the privilege of working with a lot of uh, great directors. Spielberg in 1941. Um, Brian De Palma on, on a myriad of films. Um, Carrie, home movies, Dress to Kill, Blowout. Um, another one, actually one of my favourites that you're in, if we could talk about that for a little bit. Uh, it was directed by Stuart Rifle, which is the Philadelphia Experiment.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that was
0: a love that picture. movie.
1: And by the way, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just pop in here and say that Robert De the director I Want to Hold Your Hand, it was his first movie. Right. Uh, so it was really uh, which Steven actually was the uh, Spielberg was the executive producer on. But yes, the Philadelphia Experiment. I love that movie, and I read that script. I had just finished. Oh gosh, what have I just finished shooting? I think it was maybe, yeah, it was the buddy system with Richard Dreyfus and Susan Saranda and Jean Stapleton. And my agent said, I have a script for you. They really want you for this movie. So I read it right away and I loved it because I actually love time travel. I love anything to do with that uh, idea. And uh, it really, uh, I thought, I really would like to see this movie. So, um, I said yes, and then they uh, cast shortly after that. Michael Perret was cast, and uh, Stewart was he was wonderful. I loved working with Stewart.
0: Right. Yeah. And he, said my... he was
1: one of the biggest directors in the business, which, of course, was a joke because he was six foot eight. So wow. He was a, a big guy.
0: Really? Wow, well, I didn't <laughs> know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, oh, well yes. he is... See,
1: One time, he was shooting in Wendover, Nevada. And they had craft tables and a casino in the lobby of the hotel, and we were all down there uh, gambling. And he literally came and picked me up and carried
0: me up. Wow! Yes. I mean, so. I mean, I've seen I've seen pictures, <laughs> but I've seen pictures, but it's it's very hard to tell sometimes from a photograph, unless there's <clears throat> unless there's it's someone very, standing right very next cool. to them. Very cool. Wow! That's that's incredible. Because usually you associate <laughs> directors with little yeah. short guys with glasses, you know, they're not. Terribly imposing figures, but uh, you know, <laughs> Ooh. So he was the opposite. Um, yeah. another another one I left out yeah, there. Yeah, he was. He
1: was a, a good director. I liked
0: him. Yeah, I love I love his movie. Stewart, great bloke. Uh, another one I actually forgot to leave out there was with uh, Steven Soderbergh. You're in uh, Out of Sight, which is a wonderful movie. It is a
1: wonderful movie, and um, you know, it that was an odd, uh, uh odd. Uh, situation for me, I was contacted by my agent, and they said, you know, there's a small part and Steven Soderbergh is interested in you. So I said, you know what, I don't even care, because I would love to work with him. Whatever it is, I say yes, basically, you know, and I'm so glad I did, because hes uh, he was, uh, and I, I just think he's one of our greatest directors, because this is a man who has, if you look at his body of work, everything's different. Yeah. And he has explored all genres, he's done television, he's done film. I mean, the man is just, I'm always waiting for his next work, because I think he's brilliant.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, you worked a lot, obviously, because you were, you were married to Brian, Brian De Palma. Um, uh, uh, when they when they talk about his movies, they talk about a lot of the, the classics, um, or that have become classics. But a movie they don't often talk about too much, which I think is one of his uh, real masterworks that you are in was uh, Blowout with John Travolta.
1: Well, I would agree with you, and uh, it's an interesting thing how that particular well, how the project evolved and then how the movie has evolved in terms of how it's been received by people through the years. And, you know, it started as a very, very small project. And the original script, I don't know if you know this, was called Personal Effects.
0: No, no, he... and
1: um, uh, it was just yeah, no, like I said, it was a small picture, it was almost like a very uh like you know, an kind indie of picture like almost, a indie film noir. huh,
0: like an indie picture, almost an independent what? movie, oh, uh, de- definitely,
1: yeah. definitely, and it was never meant to be a big you know picture, and he uh. Uh, originally, uh envisioned these characters in the way it was written. They were older than John and I. They were kind of, it was the kind of people that it, that, that, it, it was just, they'd left it all behind. There was really, they were kind of, you know, losers at this point, and uh, both the guy and the girl. And, um, you know, he had a list of, and the, and the role that John played was really written as a much more cerebral, you would think of, more cerebral actors like maybe John Heard or Jimmy Woods or you know this kind of these um, this kind of actor and I remember when he was Brian was uh, uh, sending and contacting different actors for uh, this particular role John Heard was one of them he turned it down um, oh my God it's another actor that I just it was so perfect anyway it was not. Taken And I remember I was actually on the road promoting Dress to Kill, and Brian said, oh, you know, John, Travolta, John called, and we were chatting, and he asked me what I was working on, and I talked to him about it, and he asked to read it. And I said, oh, well, you know, (laughs) what are you going to do if he likes it? Because I asked that question because John was not on the list. And he said, oh, no, no, John's going to read it and see that it really wasn't for him. And, you know, it's not really his kind of role and all that. And all I could think of was, I don't know, (laughs) an actor reading a role like that, I think he's going to want this picture. And and that is exactly what happened. He loved it. He wanted to do it. And uh, Brian called me and said, oh, uh, John wants to do the movie. I went, oh, oh, okay, well, all right then, and he <laughs> said, and he would like for you to be in it with him. He said, "Do you think you can make that uh, transition and accept that?" And I said, "I absolutely think I can."
0: My wow. you know, I, I
1: "Loved working on and, uh, but what? But, but because of who we were, he had sure fine had to do some rewrites, so we did some improvs, and it evolved and it became bigger. And the studio wanted to release it, it as a summer picture, and then all of a sudden there was a big set piece, of course." Uh, you know, the chase and the car and the Mummer's Parade, none of that was in the original script.
0: You're right, you're right.
1: It just grew and, grew and grew, and when it opened in the summer, which at those days, it was a terrible time to open a picture like that. It really was considered a fall picture in its tone. Uh, it uh, had a terrible ad campaign, and it was sort of blocked, really, if you will. It got some great reviews, but it just didn't perform, and... Over the years, the French fell in love with it. They loved this movie, and they were writing about it and interviewing. And for many, many years, and then oh, so many years ago, the Criterion Collection picked it up and released it. And also, um, you probably know this story: Quentin Tarantino cast John Travolta in Pulp Fiction because he loved him so much. Exactly. In yeah. Yeah. That
0: yeah.
1: Was like shot in the arm for that movie, so everyone has now. It's been rediscovered as
0: this
1: film and yeah. um, important film. I've done. I can't
0: even tell you how many interviews for this movie. Yeah, totally. No, it's good. It's good to see when films like that get their uh, finally sort of find um, their audience, or or in, or in its case, a new audience, uh, a new appreciation. Uh, because it's 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 truly wonderful the performances all round, wonderful direction, wonderful filmmaking in general, and it's great to see them. Uh, the, no, thank, thank you. I I feel
1: that way about it too. I really yeah. do. I love that. Movie. It's
0: terrible when films like that sometimes get lost, and and but thanks to some of the uh, new media uh, that is available today, they're getting a, a second life uh, with restorations and and uh, and all that kind of thing. So it's really great to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fabulous. Yep. Uh, my next question, is Roger Moore as cool as he is in the movies?
1: Oh, he's so much cooler than he is in the movies, and I'll tell you why. Okay. He has the most incredible sense of humor. You really? You don't think of Roger Moore as being funny. He is hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Um, that's great. So is Michael King. And so is Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm, as you know, was in the uh, movie that I did with uh, Roger Moore. Yeah. And they were... they I mean, I could barely stop laughing long enough to do the chase. <laughs> no. I loved... Absolutely loved him.
0: That's fantastic. No, he was... Uh, he was, you know, of course, the James Bond of my generation. And, uh, you know, of course, I loved him in other films, too. But he always seemed like a i just always wondered whether he was as as suave and as uh uh debonair or you might say uh off uh, off camera as on camera
1: mm-hmm. oh completely total gentleman absolutely charming and uh i yeah he was a real gentleman and a uh wonderful uh actor to work with i i enjoy i thoroughly enjoyed every day with
0: him i during my time of doing these interviews i've heard some wonderful stories about uh, Christopher Walken, who you did a, a film with, good, uh, Kiss Toledo Goodbye. Oh? Christopher Walken. Oh my God,
1: that's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, I forget, because we didn't actually work together.
0: Oh, you match. didn't? Okay.
1: I was, no, no, we didn't have any scenes together. Oh, okay, right. And all, uh, I only worked, I want to say it was two days on that, and I was extremely sick. I had pneumonia. Oh, and, no. And, uh. I just made it through the shoot, yeah. So I haven't even—I I, don't—I think maybe I've seen it once, right, right. Uh, and all I can
0: see when I see it is
1: how sick i was, <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, that's terrible, huh? But oh, any, I
1: wish I had worked with him.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, look—you never know in this business, right? You never know. You don't want to—you don't want to kill yourself out too early. <laughs> but. Um, Listen, uh, you look—you're you, probably all RoboCop'd out, and I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna c- cop you too much RoboCop stuff because you probably talked endlessly about it. What? But um... I don't mind. Just I don't to, mind just, about to
1: it. just to just
0: to just to to sort of to to sum it all up. I mean, you you were part of the 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 film series. Um, you you went on record. I saw a great clip of you talking about they did a remake and you, you, I loved your quote, is you can't remake a classic. Um, they're trying to make another one, or they're going to make another one. Um, how, how do you, do you still feel that way? They should just leave the classics where they are, and, you know? Well, uh, here's the thing. You know, here's the
1: thing. This, uh, the one they did was, um, they called it a reboot, but they were trying to do RoboCop. RoboCop, the original, number one, as you know, very well know, Ken, you cannot make a movie without a good script. You can't make a great movie without a great script. Yes. Yeah. And that was a page turner. I picked it up. I read it, in, like, in one sitting. Yeah. And you could see the movie. Then you add in Paul Verhoeven. Then you add in, he took months, and I mean months, casting this film. Every role was superb. Was we put together. I mean, it was a moment in time. Everything about it worked. It yeah. cost nothing to make. I think it was a $12 million budget. Wow. It cost nothing. We all paid nothing. Yeah. We didn't care. We wanted to make the movie. Yeah. And, you know, the result, I don't have to tell you. The movie they made, remade, they cast every star they could get their hands on. And, by the way, I happen to love um, uh, Joel, the uh, uh, who plays as an actor who plays the Robocop. Right, right. welcome as an actor. But all the other actors, they spent $100 million, and what was the result? It was a disaster. Yeah. Because you just can't make a really good movie without a good script, and they were counting on the name value of the script, of the series, and then casting stars. Yeah. So my feeling about the whole thing is this is now not considered a reboot, it's considered the really true, from what I understand, the real true sequel to the original, right. RoboCop. Yeah. I did not like, well, Robo- mm-hmm. I can tell you, I'll go on record, and I have before, I do not like RoboCop 2. It right. is not the script I read. It's not the script that I agreed to do. Yeah. It changed when the original director was replaced, and Ir- Irvin Kershner put in his part. They his place. The third one, I don't even know what to say about it because, you know, I, I just... So the first one is the pure, truly um, fine film that was made by Paul Verhoeven and written mm-hmm. by Ed Neumeyer and Michael Miner. Yeah. So my understanding of this is that Ed, um, maybe with Mike, I don't know. I don't really remember, but I know that he put together a uh, treatment for what he felt would be how it would go, how the story would go. And of course, as you know, once the studio and the new people get involved, everybody wants to put their own spin on it. What is it? I have no idea. Right. Uh, there's been a few little buzz here and there that the Neil Camp said he'd like to work with Peter Weller. I don't know. Nobody's talked to me about it. Do right. it. If you know Ed if it was really in the shape like the first one, right, yeah, right. I would do it. I can imagine what I'd be doing at this point because I'm Wrong. a little bit older. But mm. uh, and even the is, you know, that was 1987. So that's a lot of years. <laughs> Unless she's in a, you know, a wheelchair to death. I don't really know what my character. Mm. <laughs> she could be yeah. a voice. She could be a robot. God help me. If right. that's the case, um, I don't know. You know, uh, I think this is a wait and see. What's the script? Yes. What is the script?
0: Yeah. Because um, I do feel
1: loyal to the
0: series. Yeah. Because uh Nancy there's a because I don't I'm, I'm pretty Because, <laughs> yeah. Nancy I'm pretty sure there's um I, I'm pretty sure I, I think you're aware of it, there's a petition to get you into the movie. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
0: they want they want you back. <laughs> well, the fan the fans are crying I, out I, <laughs> The fans are are screaming. Well, uh, I, I, <laughs> I,
1: I, <laughs> I couldn't be more flattered. I really couldn't. Yeah. And uh, it really uh, makes me feel, of course, you know, it's like you want the work. You want somebody to really love the work and love the character. And yeah. you know, want to see you back again. And yeah. I think the fans have been jipped, if you will, in a, in yeah. a way. So uh, let's see. So let's see what yeah. happens. Uh, well, I, I know nothing more than I've already told you. And in fact, cool. the fans probably know more than I do. That's
0: cool. <laughs> but it's a uh, for for anyone listening it's a petition started by a very nice lady who Nancy I'm sure you are aware of is uh, Ava Rahano. she um she's a massive long time oh, Robo- yeah. yeah she's a massive long time RoboCop fan and she has started this petition oh, yeah. um to get to get Nancy into the movie because it was uh, uh, she believes that it was a great crime that you were you were uh, Summarily, sort of removed with your death from the the third film. So, you know, thanks thanks to creative filmmaking, the wonders of modern technology, Nancy. There is there's always a shot. There's it's very easy to ooh, Monday morning quarterback uh, <laughs> to get to to write you into the <laughs> film somehow. But uh, I'm sure they'll be really creative. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, besides, Well, we'll
1: see what happens. You yeah. know, I mean, you never know.
0: Well, you, you did uh, you did participate in... the There's a wonderful documentary coming out that's going to cover all things RoboCop. Um, it's called RoboDoc. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at which you, you did yeah. an interview for them, didn't you, I think?
1: I did, you yeah. did? I, yeah. It was really fun, and we had a great time. They just, I think, it seems to me, they were very well-prepared. They were really organized. It was, uh, it was just a real... They were very... Um, it was a real class act, so I would be surprised if it wasn't a good project. I think he seems like he really knew what he wanted and what they were doing. So uh, I'm curious myself to see what what it's yeah. like.
0: Well, it's it's it, it's it's going to be sort of like I think the aside from the new film that they're going to try and do, it's it's going to it looks like it's going to be a, a very comprehensive document on <clears throat> on on the RoboCop phenomenon in general, not just the films, but the. TV show, the animated series, and so on and so forth, and and how that's uh, how it's affected the lives of everyone involved. So it'll be very, very cool to check out. But uh, Nancy, you have other passions other than 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 acting. You're you're very, um, I believe, great supporter of, of of the environment and and cancer research as well. Well, it's sort
1: of like that. Uh, I'll give you a little bit. I mean, they've written it that way, but really. What it is, I have Ed Begley is one of my closest friends, and yes. he is definitely the leader in our community in Hollywood about all things environment, and I've certainly learned a lot from him, and I, you know, started with getting a Prius, and now, of course, you know, with, you know, food, nutrition, and, you know, recycling, and different things like that, so it's, it's um, I just do my bit. I wouldn't say that I'm a leader, but I think we can all lead by example, I would right. put it that way, uh, and I try to do that. In terms of, I'm not involved with cancer research, but Wendy Joe Sperber, uh, who was, an, uh, was a comedic actress, we did I Want to Hold Your Hand in 1941. She was in Bosom Buddies with Tom Hanks, a wonderful comedic actress, was diagnosed with cancer many, many years ago, 1997. And she wanted to create, uh, a healing center. For not just for women, but for anyone whose life has been affected by cancer, cancer patients, family members, and I lost my father to cancer, and also uh, Wendy, who was my dear friend, and she approached me first to be a celebrity golfer to help her fundraise for the charity, and I did that, and then when she was ready to open the center, um, said, you know, you're into all that Lulu stuff, you love all the yoga and hypnotherapy and, you know, all the sort of creative, if you will, integrative healing modalities. And I said, yes, I am. And so she asked me to help her and that was uh, almost 18 years ago. And since then, I uh, uh, what I did was I set up the entire program map, if you will, like what we do, who does it, and uh, in the last... I don't know, 10, 12 years as an executive director, so I bring in money, I do fundraising events, um, and we provide free services for anyone whose life has been affected by cancer. Services that would cost anywhere from, you know, $50 to $250 a session are all free. And, uh, of course, we called upon everyone in our community. If you look at the founding uh, donors, we see Steven Spielberg and Bob Zemeckis and, Tom Hanks, and on and on and on. And they all still do give to the organization and support us. Uh, So it's a very cool um, uh, thing to be doing at this point and to be giving back uh, to so many people at this point. And I get to, you know, I did a fundraiser last uh, two years ago for Carrie's 40th anniversary. We we did a screening and a costume contest and we had 1,000 people and we raised a load, load of money for the organization, so, you know, I still, I can't, it's not like I'm escaping from the entertainment industry, but it does cross over, since it's the community we live in and, and serve, so, um, so that's how, that's how uh, I'm involved.
0: Well, hmm. oh, that's great, I mean, the, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't think there's, there's, there's so many wonderful uh, causes and, and really all it takes, you know, people think it takes a lot. It doesn't like you said, leading by example is probably the primary thing that anyone and everyone can do. It doesn't cost you anything to uh, to get out there and, and, and try and 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 make it make a change, make a difference. Um, because we all we well, all that's true and you
1: know, at some point in life we need to give back.
0: We do. Really do. We you do. You know, mm-hmm. and
1: for many of us we've had such great good fortune and to be able to be of service to the community and to other people and to use our celebrity or whatever you want to call it to raise money for good. You know, why not?
0: That's right. Why not indeed? Nancy, Alan, it has been absolutely wonderful talking to you this <laughs> morning. Really thrilling. Well,
1: I appreciate it, and uh, I uh, hope that uh, everyone enjoys hearing a little bit more of my stories uh, today, and uh, if you ever want to chat again, please let me know.
0: That's great. Fantastic. Of course, you can catch uh, all of Nancy's films. They're all out there. They're all, uh, they're all wonderful pictures. Of course, uh, RoboDoc's coming out, I hope, this year. Uh, I think this year it's going to be a marvellous uh, look at all things RoboCop, the entire canon, if you will. Nancy, look, I wish you all the best in, in everything that you're doing, your, your causes, If you know, any, any films or TV that you're going to do. I hope it all works out well, and uh, and God bless you, and thank you. Oh, thank you, Kent, and
1: uh, the best to you and all of your listeners. too.